0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com/happiest. There are so many amazing perks of being sober, and one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level, and it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before. But let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about OneSkin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple-step protocols, just simple, scientifically-validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code HAPPIEST at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code HAPPIEST. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happiest Sober Podcast. I hope that you're having a great week so far. If you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, then happy Tuesday. Happy day after Christmas. We freaking did it. I hope that you have enjoyed the holidays. Okay. I honestly don't know how I've done nearly 60 episodes of this podcast, and I have not done an episode on this topic, but today I'm going to talk all about moderation. Um, It is something that I think so many of us in the sober community, you know, tried and failed (laughs) to achieve for so long, and yet it is still something that we, like, dream and hope about after we get sober or we look back and wonder, like, could I figure that out? Maybe I can moderate. So I kind of want to chat all about this today and all about my thoughts on it. And I'll say right off the bat, like, I'm just going to be speaking from my own personal experience, um, as well as, you know, some insights I've gained from chatting with so many people in the sober community. But if you want some resources on like, more so like the science of moderation and why it's, you know, so impossible for some of us, then some great resources right off the bat would be Sober Powered, the Sober Powered podcast by Jill Teets, This Naked Mind by Annie Grace, and Alcohol Explained by William Porter. So those are some really great resources that I found super helpful um, in my early sobriety as far as just kind of like learning all the science behind alcohol and behind why moderation is so freaking difficult. (laughs) Um, But so I'm just going to kind of chat about my personal thoughts on it and what my my experience has been. So first things first, like I kind of said right off the top there, I think that moderation can become – like we spend so long in our drinking days. Before we get sober, I think most of us attempt moderation for a while. Like when we realize our drinking's problematic, we're like, okay, I'm just going to drink in moderation. I'm going to cut back. And obviously – Eventually, that proved pretty difficult or impossible for us, which is why we decided to quit drinking. But then once we quit drinking, it's still something that we can look back on and wonder like, maybe I could have figured it out. Like, I remember thinking like, maybe I gave it up too fast. Maybe maybe I should have tried harder or tried, you know, tried for longer before just giving up. And so this is something that I say a lot, but I think that it really is a helpful thing when it comes to this is just remembering that like – Because I think that looking back and wondering if maybe we could have moderated, I think it's really rooted in our own doubt and denial about the truth of what our relationship with alcohol was. And so something I say a lot that I'm going to say here again is that like – and my this is something that my mom said to me in my pretty early sobriety when I was playing the like, I don't know if I was that bad. Like maybe I'm being dramatic quitting. And my mom said something to me that just stuck right in my brain, which was like, if it wasn't that bad, you never would have quit. And so I think for anyone thinking to themselves like, I could have moderated or maybe I should have tried for longer. Like we don't quit without giving it a very, very, very good try. Like any of us who struggled with our drinking, like it is a hard, hard hard decision to come to, to let go of alcohol. And like, we're not gonna do that without really, really, really trying hard for a while to make it work. And so like, if you doubt, like we don't have to doubt how hard we tried at moderation. Like I'm willing to promise that all of us tried Our best, and eventually got to the place where we were like, Oh my God, like I can't keep living this way. I can't go on this way. Like, I just need to make a change. And so, it's really just remembering that, like, if my drinking was not making me suffer, if I just, like, if it wasn't just impossible for me at that point, I never, ever, ever would have quit. Like, I can trust that I gave it my freaking fair shot because the decision, like, coming to the decision to get sober and making this huge change, something that's so scary, that's so hard, that takes So much work. Like, that's not something that we wouldn't do if we hadn't exhausted all of our other options, you know? So, hopefully, that's just a helpful reframe if you're having a lot of those doubts of, like, did I try hard enough? Maybe I could have figured it out. Like, if you could have, you would have, and you wouldn't have come to the place where you decided you need to quit because it's definitely not an easy decision to come to. It's not something that any of us do lightly. So, that was like one of my biggest, biggest biggest, almost like mantras in the beginning of my sobriety was just like, if it wasn't that bad, I wouldn't be here. And there's always going to be a tendency to look back on it through rose colored glasses, but I can trust that I would not have made this decision if I did not need to make this decision. Um, And I think the other thing, you know, about the kind of moderation dream is that a lot of people end up like, let's say you did like six months or a year sober A lot of people take that and feel like, oh my God, the fact that I've been able to go this long without drinking must mean that it's actually not that big of a problem for me. And I think I've actually proved to myself that I'm okay. And, you know, anyone who's gone down that road will tell you that they just ended up kind of right back where they started. And I think that's the thing is that, like, you know, speaking from my own experience, I've really noticed that whenever I have moments of missing drinking, it's never the end of my drinking career that I miss. It's always like when I'm romanticizing it, I'm really remembering those early days of my drinking, even like the first few years or even the first like five years before it really kind of took a turn. And even that's helpful to remember because I'm like, okay, I don't miss where drinking landed me. I miss like those early days before it got that bad. But then I remind myself like, If you pick up a drink again, you don't start back at the beginning. Like your clock doesn't reset. Like you pick back up from where you left off. So whenever I catch myself like thinking back to even being like 18, 19, 20 and being like, oh, that was fun. Like I missed that. I really like think to like, okay, drinking at like 27 and freaking like COVID lockdown and how miserable it was making me. Do I miss how alcohol made me feel then? Do I miss how it felt even in the last – couple years pre-pandemic, like the answer is no. And so I really like use that to remind myself like, okay, I don't actually want to go back to the reality of it. I want to go back to the beginning of it and I can't. And people who have kind of gone back like have said that even if you're able to maybe moderate it at first, like if you take like a year off and then go back to drinking, maybe you're able to at first, but it's just really a matter of time before you end up right back where you were because it really is just a progressive thing. Um, And something else that I think can be kind of helpful to remember is that if you're having sort of like obsessive thoughts about like maybe – I don't have a problem. Maybe I actually could figure out moderation. Maybe I want to go back to drinking. Like the fact that that is even taking up so much mental space for you is an indicator of the fact that alcohol was problematic. Because someone who genuinely had a like, I can take it or leave it relationship with alcohol and decided it wasn't serving them anymore and just walked away from it, it wouldn't consume all this mental space for them of wondering like whether they could or whether they should go back. So even like if you're finding that that is really something that's consuming you is like feeling torn about Whether you should try it again, whether you should try to make it work, whether you quit too early, even just think like all the energy and space this is taking up in my brain right now actually confirms the fact that it was problematic. Otherwise, it really would just be a non-issue, right? So hopefully those are just kind of some helpful little like reminders if you're really kind of grappling right now with the idea of attempting moderation and whether you could make it work. Um, A couple other things that really, really helped me is remembering like, okay, here's the thing. And I'm going to speak personally from my experience, but I'm willing to bet that a lot of you will relate to this, is that when I actually think about it, I – don't want to moderate. I never wanted to moderate. I wanted to drink to get drunk. And I think the reason that we dream of moderating is just because moderation is socially acceptable. And so if we convince like ourselves and the rest of the world like I'm fine I can moderate and our brains that's like a free pass to go back to drinking. But really like sit with that. Like do you actually want to moderate? Do you actually just want to have one or two drinks and then stop? Like for me that is a hard no. The only reason we really want to make moderation work is to feel like it is okay and it's socially acceptable and we don't have a problem and we can go back to drinking because we're able to quote-unquote moderate and it's not a problem for us. But again, like if we were able to do that successfully, we really would have figured it out the first time around. We would not be here trying to get sober, spending all this time feeling torn about our relationship with alcohol. And here's the thing too about the goal to successfully moderate. Is that first of all, even if so, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, sometimes I could moderate, like sometimes I really was able to have like one or two drinks or a few and stop there and not take it too far. I mean, same, like I was able to do that sometimes, but I think the thing that's so important to remember is that like it is playing Russian roulette. Like maybe you're able to do that sometimes, but are you able? To go out and guarantee with no doubt that you're always going to be able to do that and that you're never going to take it too far? Again, if you're listening to this, then it's probably a no. Like for me, even though, yes, I was able to do that sometimes if I worked really, really hard at it, I could never, ever guarantee that I wasn't going to drink too much and take it too far. In fact, like I used to feel a lot of anxiety before nights out sometimes, especially like earlier on in my drinking days. I think then it kind of became just like my norm (laughs) later in life that I just accepted. But like I remember early on in my drinking days, I really, really would almost feel anxious before drinking because I just knew I just always had this moment of being like, okay, I'm about to give up control right now. Like I I'm going to drink, I'm going to give up control. I could say something tonight that I regret. I could do something tonight that I regret. Like and that was anxiety inducing for me. And then again, like I just kind of eventually adjusted to that, but it really is just like knowing like are you willing to take the risk of the fact that you could drink too much? do something you really regret, say something you really regret, like you know, mess up a relationship, like there's so much that can happen, that can go wrong when we drink too much, and if you like can't guarantee for sure that you're not going to take it too far, like is it really worth the risk? And this leads into my next point perfectly, which I think is the number 1 most important thing that I think about moderation, because this whole like notion of like is it worth the risk? Here's the thing, is that I think we have this idea that successful moderation is being able to have one or two drinks and then stopping, like being able to kind of have control and not take it too far. But what I think is that the marker of being able to actually successfully moderate is about how moderation feels. Like if you can have one or two drinks and stop and feel genuinely like, okay, I'm satisfied. That was enough. I hit my limit. I don't need any more than that. Then like that's successful moderation. That is the definition of a kind of normal take it or leave a drinker, right? Like having a couple and then being like, all right, I'm done. I've, I've, I've hit my limit. Cannot relate to ever feeling that, one, that way. So how does it feel if, you know, on the occasion when you're able to have one or two drinks, how does it feel? Because if you can successfully moderate, quote unquote, because you're only drinking one or two, but internally you're like, okay, I'm stopping at one or two. I wish I could have more. I'm not going to. If it feels torturous and like deprivation to only have one or two, maybe you're technically moderating your drinking, but that's not being able to like moderate normally and that's something that is so 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 important to remember successful moderation is not about whether or not you can stop yourself from drinking it's about how it feels to only have one or two drinks so that's when you have to be like is it even worth it is it worth the russian roulette to be able to have one or two drinks that is, that aren't going to make me even feel satisfied that i'm going to end up feeling more deprived than if i just had none and that's really just kind of the conclusion that I came to, and like I really did when I first became sober curious, or even before I identified as sober curious, I really was like, I'm gonna cut back on my drinking. And I remember one specific night where I only had like a couple glasses of wine, maybe even three, which was like, you know, very few for me at that point when I was putting away probably two bottles of wine in a night easily. Like I remember having like two or three glasses of wine and stopping and being like, oh my God, like I did it. But it was a mental battle to only have the two or three drinks. So like what even is the point, right? So these are the kinds of things that I would really, really reflect on if you're starting to feel like maybe I could try moderating. Like let go of whether you could successfully do it and focus on how it would actually feel. Do you want to actually stop at one or two drinks? Will that feel satisfying to you or will you feel deprived? Will you then just really, really want more and then either give in or have more or just stay there feeling sad and deprived? Like either way, it's kind of a lose-lose. And this is honestly where it can be a helpful tool to like if you're around drinking to really witness how you feel being around the drinking. Like when I watch people drinking normally – I almost feel deprived on behalf of them or I imagine like, oh, wow, if I was – if like this was in my drinking days and I was drinking with them right now, this would be kind of stressful for me because they're only having that much and I know that I would want to keep going. Like I know I'd want to – get drunk and you know, take it too far. So I think when these thoughts of like, could I moderate creep in, we really just have to get very, very, very honest with ourselves about like, take it off the table, whether or not you could successfully do it and really focus on like, what would the experience of that be like? How would that feel? Could I really just have one or two and then feel satisfied and good and have a fun night? Or is it going to take up so much mental space? And that's really the thing about deciding to just have none. Like, I really think having no alcohol at all is so much better and easier than trying to play the crazy impossible moderation game because when we're moderating, alcohol takes up so much space in our brains because we're trying to not drink too much and sometimes, especially like if you get a little buzz, it's so hard to even be aware of when you're taking it too far. It's one of those funny things that it's like drink responsibly, but once you drink, your judgment is impaired and so how are you even to judge where the line is? So either we drink and then feel that buzz and give in and drink too much or we drink and then we have to really, really talk ourselves out of having more and then it often just takes up so much brain space and it's the most ironic thing ever to be like, I'm going to moderate so that I can have one or two drinks when really then it just becomes this all-consuming thing and it becomes this like mental gymnastics of trying so hard not to take it too far. And what is even the point of trying to moderate, A, to drink less than realistically we actually want to drink, and B, for alcohol to become such a focal point, such like this all-consuming thing in our brains that we have to think so much and try so hard not to drink too much. Like, it is just not worth it. It is honestly just kind of the definition of how – I mean, not to mention we're trying to moderate a literal addictive substance here, but like – when we just decide I'm going to just take it off the table because I'm going to get honest with myself and acknowledge that I don't actually want one or two drinks. And even if I can successfully have just one or two drinks, I'm not going to feel satisfied by that. And I'm, it's going to be like it's going to take up so much brain space for me. Like letting go of that is such freedom. That is what I found. Like when I imagine attempting moderation again, it just feels – exhausting because it is and just deciding like I'm gonna have none rather than playing the crazy game of trying to have some but not have too much like it's total total freedom it's such a big relief it's empowering like the idea that we can moderate alcohol I think is just our kind of like denial like maybe we're not fully ready To let go of alcohol, or to accept that we need to get sober, and that's okay to kind of go through that process. And maybe this back and forth in your head about moderation is just you kind of coming to terms with it um, and grieving it a little bit. But I think like when we're wondering about going back, that's when we just have to be so 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 honest with ourselves about the reality of it. Because when we miss something, we're uh, we're usually not missing the reality of it. We're missing our romanticized idea of it. And I think that the idea of moderation really represents that romanticized idea of alcohol. It's imagining having the glass of wine with dinner and, you know, whatever it is that makes us kind of have a moment of sadness of missing it. But it's really remembering like, I don't want just the glass of wine at dinner. I want the whole bottle. And even if I can have the one glass, I'm not going to feel satisfied and I can instead like enjoy my dinner with a seltzer or with whatever I want and free up so much space in my brain and free up so much energy. To me, it is just the absolute definition of freedom. And also think about how exhausting decision making is and how exhausting like being in a place of indecision is and attempting to moderate means making a lot of decisions and often being in a place of indecision. It's that like, okay, I'm going to moderate. How often am I going to let myself drink? Am I going to let myself drink tonight? Am I going to let myself drink at that event? How many drinks can I have? What can I drink? Have I had too much? Should I eat some more food? Should I not eat food so that I get the most buzz out of my one or two drinks? Should I mix in a glass of water right now? Have I drank too much? Like That constant, constant decision-making and that often being in a place of indecision because it is that cognitive dissonance. Like You're doing something that you know in your gut isn't even right for you anymore, but there's just so so many decisions to be had when we're playing now. Crazy game of trying to moderate. And so attempting moderation is really placing this burden of constant decision making on you. And also like decisions that you're usually deciding between like what you kind of really want in the moment versus what you know is actually right for you. And that's exhausting. And making one decision instead, instead of that constant place of decision making, making one decision instead. And that decision being, I'm just not going to drink at all, completely removes that burden. Like it's just such a relief. And that is why such a popular sobriety mantra is never question the decision because it is so much easier to just make the one decision and stick to it and decide that you're not going to question it or you're not going to doubt it than it is to put your – in that position of constantly feeling like torn and constantly being in that place of indecision trying to make this whole thing work. So if you've been going back and forth in your head a little bit about whether you could moderate or whether you gave it up too soon, I did that for the first while of my sobriety for sure, but kind of like coming to the point where I accepted that that didn't work for me. And if it didn't work for me, it's probably not ever gonna work for me. It definitely gave me my kind of ticket to to freedom. And I'm super, super grateful for that. So one thing I know for sure is that I never ever ever want to go back to that. I never want to go back to that crazy game because I know that trying to moderate leads to drinking too much. And I know that drinking too much leads to absolute suffering. It leads to waking up full of anxiety, full of shame, full of regrets, just waking up at this low, low, low point that I know I never, ever, ever want to go back to. And it's not worth giving up like all the peace and calm and just joy and gratitude that i found in sobriety. As cheesy as it sounds, it's the absolute truth. So – I'm cheering on anyone who is kind of wrestling with that right now because it absolutely is just sometimes part of the process is letting go of that dream of moderation. But on the other side of that dream is just so much freedom and relief and the ability to have the mental space and the time and the energy to really – live an actually good life so much better than the one we have when we're just chasing the high from alcohol and then suffering the consequences and just staying on that hamster wheel. So you've just done the best thing ever for yourself by getting off of it. So I hope hope you're proud of yourself. I hope you're being kind to yourself, even if you're having these kinds of thoughts because it's all just part of the process. But hopefully this episode was helpful in allowing you to release some of those Some of those doubts because again, coming back to the beginning, you would not be here if it wasn't the absolute best decision for you. So Thank you so much for listening this week. If you enjoyed the episode, then feel free to share it with a friend or share it on social media. Rate, review, subscribe, follow me on Instagram at happiestsober, and subscribe to my weekly newsletter at happiestsober.com. You can also sign up to my sober support group, the Happiest Sober Hub. I've linked it in the description of the episode. and There are still a few spots left for my sober trip to Croatia. It is in May 2024. I'm super, super excited. Would love to have you join. I've linked that in the description. Description of the episode as well. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so I'll chat with you next week. I hope you have an amazing week. Remember that life's happiest when you're sober. Bye. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast. And we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rose all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink, it's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us, they have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.